Police get a call that a girl is running down the street late at night. When one officer is sent to find out what's going on with the youngster, he comes face to face with the paranormal. And then we end Sea Serpent Week with a feast. For the longest time, these monsters of the ocean have fed on humans. Today, we're going to take a bite out of them. And yes, it's an interactive adventure. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got so much stuff to get through today. So much awesomeness. First off, let's take a look at this art for Fan Art Friday. This was drawn by Mountain Man Jake93. He posted it on the Dead Rabbit Radio subreddit. And guys, let's start hanging out on that. I know some of you guys don't like Reddit that much, but we can hang out on this subreddit as well. The YouTube channel's back up too. I got one of the uh, community strikes successfully appealed. I don't know what I'm going to do going forward, posting new episodes. I'm still trying to figure that out. But we, we're back on YouTube. We got this subreddit going. Mountain Man Jake drew this amazing artwork. Look at that. Unless you're driving. <laughs> Unless you're driving and then keep looking at the road. It's artwork based on Walking Sam, the tall man, the demon that stalks the Lakota nation and tries to get its youth to kill themselves. Very, very dark and depressing story. I'll put the episode in the show notes if you didn't hear it. If you want to ruin your weekend, it's it's already one of my favorite stories. And this artwork's amazing, so thank you so much, Mountain Man Jake 93 for creating this artwork. Really glad we have it. Another thing I'm glad that we have is our newest pilot, our newest captain of the show, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now, flanked by two fluffy rabbit bodyguards that are human size. If they're just normal bunnies, wouldn't it be impressive? It's Crystal Bath. Everyone give a round of applause to Crystal Bath. Her little bunny guards are wearing... That's that's great. Why didn't I use that before? Bunny guards. They got the sunglasses. They got the black suits. I guess they could have just had black fur, but... She's walking in with her bodyguards. Crystal Bath, a.k.a. Crystal Bunny, a.k.a. Bunny, is going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. She's actually the best friend of Beatrice Leva, longtime Patreon supporter, and our Forest Finn expert. So, Beatrice, thank you so much for introducing us to Crystal Bath. Crystal is going to be in charge. You sasser, you backtalker, the bunny guards are going to let you know what's what. Crystal Bunny, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Mentor, Ohio. I don't know what those sound effects are. I can't do the sound effects. I'm recording in the haunted closet again. I think this is my new studio. I'm trying to figure out this. That's a theme song for a television show. Anyways, Jason Jalopy, it makes jalopy noises like the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car. We're in Mentor, Ohio. It's March 10th, 2021. The bunny guards get out. They're stalking around the area. They're looking for carrots. They're supposed to be protecting us. They're looking for carrots. It's 10.40 p.m. The Mentor Police Department have received a phone call. A seven-year-old girl was spotted running down the street. And the caller said, caller described the girl and said she was running really, really quickly. So I'm worried. I mean, I'm not going to get off my couch and see if someone's chasing her. But maybe you can send out one of those so-called police officers and have them do it. I'm too busy watching Charles in charge because I'm in a time warp and the year is 1987. So they send out an officer. We'll call him Officer Jones. And he starts patrolling the area. And she was spotted running towards Bellflower Elementary School. You know, you're thinking, could be a runaway, this girl could be in distress, she could be lost, who knows. 
The cop's driving down the road, and he sees her. And she matches perfectly the description that was given by the person who called 911. But he notices two things very odd about this seven-year-old. First off, she was running incredibly fast. Faster than you would think a seven-year-old. Probably faster than you would imagine even an adult could run. We'll get to that in a second. And he said she was running erect. So her back was straight up. And her legs were moving. Almost like a Looney Tune character. Almost like... Uh, I added this detail. <laughs> he didn't say it looked like Wile E. Coyote. You know how like cartoon characters, their back will be straight and their legs will be like... Woo, 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 making the circles? Circle legs were not in the police report. <laughs> he just said that her back was straight as she was running super fast. Very odd looking. And he sees her go around this building. So... He has to get out of his car, gets his flashlight, and starts looking in the area. He can't find her. He's thinking, you know, she's probably scared. She's out this late at night. She probably shouldn't be. She knows the cops are looking for her. Probably has a time back. Probably has some cocaine on her. But he's looking around the area. He can't find her. He's looking all over the area now. He can't find her. So he calls in backup, and they actually bring out other officers. They can't find her. They're like, are you sure you saw her? It's like, yeah, I saw her. I saw her run by. We have this report, a 911 call this girl was running by. The cops bring out a canine unit, still can't find her. They start flying drones in the area. They can't find her. And Officer Jones goes, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. She should be in this area. She's fast. She's not that fast. She's not in another city in Ohio at this point. We shouldn't start looking in Toledo. But he goes to catch it. He's like, let's just watch the dash cam because I'll show you what I saw. And so they go over and he turns on the dash cam of his car. And there's no one running past the car. And he goes, this is the part where I saw her. I was looking right at her. She ran by. It's not on dash cam. At that point, I'm sure the other cops were making fun of him. They're like, ghost cop, ghost cop. They're all making fun of him. They start putting, like, Casper the ghost on his locker. I hate when people do that. I mean, I'm doing it I'm doing it on my podcast. But what one of the things that sucks is, like, police officers, or really anyone in any sort of professional thing, airline pilots get it with UFOs, you see a bizarre phenomenon and you don't want to say anything because you know you're going to get made fun of. Now, if someone makes fun of, like, you over something dumb, like you put your pants on backwards, you're just like, what, dude, crisscross, crisscross is coming back. But if it, like, has to do with your job and things like that, and people are... It, it, but I'm sure people were like, hey, man, did you see the ring girl today? Were you watching television to go all staticky? Go away, guys. Uh. Officer Jones is crying in the corner. Uh, that could be happening. But what's really, really odd about this is you think, okay, someone saw a girl running down the street, made a phone call, described her perfectly so that the police officer could later identify that girl running down the street in that same area. They had called out all these cops. It wasn't on his dash cam. There is video footage of this girl. This is so creepy, guys. In the show notes, you're going to see an article that has video footage, just like a ring doorbell footage. And you see this thing run faster than I could, which, which, isn't, which isn't a high gauge. But maybe even faster than you could. It's running incredibly fast, and it's upright. It's complete. Its back is completely straight, and it runs across. It's like on the other side of the street from the ring doorbell camera. You see something run super fast down the street. So what is going on in this area? You have someone see it with their own eyes. Call nine one one. To believe it enough, they called it called it in nine one. You had an officer see the exact same figure. 
bringing out all these cops because he swears to God that he saw this thing, didn't pick it up on his camera. But then you have a ring doorbell camera describing, showing the same thing the officer was describing, running towards an elementary school. That is creepy. That is a creepy story. Without the video footage at the end, I'd still think it was a creepy story. But knowing that there is footage of this thing, and then you have other witnesses to it, there really may be a phantom running through the streets of Mentor, Ohio. Creepy story. For the first time in my life, I'm glad I'm not a resident of Mentor, Ohio. I've always wanted to move there. It always seemed like an amazing city, but not anymore. Because there might be a... There's, there's the vague possibility that there is a ghost girl there. Crystal Bunny, let's go ahead and hop in the Carboner Copter. We are going to say goodbye to Mentor Ohio. As we're taking off, we see Officer Jones. He's getting possessed by the ghost girl. No, I have a family. And then he's running super fast straight down the road. We probably could have saved him. We have all these anti-exorcism tools in the back of the Carpenter Copter. Bye, Officer Jones. He's running around. He's destroying humanity. Well, the humanity of Mentor, Ohio. But bye. See you later. We're headed out. And I'm yelling out to Officer Jones. I'm like, hey, Officer Jones, are you doing anything this weekend? He looks up at me. His mouth is frothing with demonic foam. And I say, new today on Digital and On Demand. Joel McCann yelling it out of the Carpenter Copter. New today on Digital and On Demand, Joel McHale and Carrie Bechet lead an all-star cast in the dark romantic comedy Happily. The film centers around a couple who, after 14 years of marriage, discover their friends are resentful of their constant public displays of affection. When a visit from a mysterious stranger leads to a dead body, they begin to question the loyalty of their so-called friends. Buy or rent Happily today on Digital and On Demand. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Der, 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 Carpenter Copter is headed off to Iceland. I didn't even tell Crystal Bunny where to fly, but she knew exactly where we were going. We're headed to Iceland. Now, this is a choose-your-own-adventure... For copyright reasons, that is not true. This is an interactive adventure, so I want you guys to pick a number between 1 and 3. Not a lot of choices, but choose wisely. Crystal Bunny is flying over Iceland, the coast of Iceland. The bunny guards are back as well. We're definitely going to need them for this story. Now, most of the information I got from this story was from a Mysterious Universe article written by Chrissy Elliott. So thank you, Chrissy, very much for writing this. Very, very interesting story. As Crystal is taking us over the coastline of Iceland, now, now I'm basically a tour guide. I'm pointing at stuff, and I'm like, see that? That's a rock, and that's some ice. And then I turn to you, and I go, okay, tour's over. That's all of Iceland. But, you know, it's funny because Iceland has a lot of stories about sea monsters, and I'll give them this. Out of any place on the planet, other than, like, the deep, deep ocean, I could see sea monsters living around Iceland. It wasn't, there were no indigenous people on Iceland that we know of. It wasn't settled until the 9th century. So you can imagine for millions of years, well, humans have been around for, what, a couple hundred thousand years in, like, their current form, no whaling, no mass fishing, nothing. You would have had these creatures that had been there for the longest time. Billy Joel, Billy Joel standing there singing that song. Haunted closet, madness is kicking in. The jokes, the jokes get weird from here on out, guys. You can imagine like the sea monsters, that would be their domain. Lots of fish for them to eat. 
no predator above them. Hum- humans haven't reached that yet. They're not hunting them. They're not spearing them. They're not trying to eat them. Now, in Iceland, there's a lot of stories about their sea monsters. With the, they're like typical sea monsters. They're ravenous. They'll destroy humanity. They eat people. But these monsters have an added bonus to them. They're poisonous. They're actually toxic for people to eat. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've been thinking it too. I totally want to take a bite out of the Loch Ness Monster. Those humps, those humps, those humps look so delicious. If someone brought to you like a big chunk, like a three feet in diameter chunk of meat and said, this is the Loch Ness Monster. We already killed this. You can't, you can't complain about that. You'd eat it. I'd eat the Loch Ness Monster. I'd argue that even a vegetarian would be like looking from side to side, making sure none of their vegan friends were around and then om nom nom nom. Eating the Loch Ness Monster. I probably wouldn't eat Bigfoot meat that's a little too close to, like, cannibalism, but I'd, I'd chow down on a reptilian. I heard it tastes like chicken. I heard it tastes like those chicken aliens from uh, Zeta Reticuli. i totally eat the Loch Ness Monster. I'd eat a lot of cryptids, but apparently, probably I shouldn't, because we know for a fact, in fact being the legends of Iceland, that they are toxic. The toxic ones live in Iceland. So, Crystal Bunny, let's land this carboner copter. We're walking along the beaches now of Iceland, and we see... <laughs> it's his own theme song. I don't know what that became. We see the Skelligus Karsmalius. It looks at me because that's not how you pronounce my name, and I said I know. It's going to be a very difficult episode, but the Skelligar Kalamius is walking, even people in Iceland are like, I don't know, I don't even know what you're trying to say. This is a horse-sized cryptid that walks. It has four legs. It lives in the sea, but at night, it walks up onto the beach. It's massive, but it has like little legs. It basically looks like a dinosaur. It has the tail with the little ball on the end of it, and it's completely armored. It's just a collection of scales and little furry face and little furry legs carried across the ground. Its eyes glow red. Its mouth glows red for some weird reason. And it likes to smash up farms. It likes to walk into farms. It has its tail. It's like knocking sheep over. It's jumping over fences. It's making sure the sheep can't jump over fences. You're like, oh, I can't sleep. I haven't slept in years. Damn Skelly Jamarsklia. And it likes to break into barns. So obviously the farmers have a serious problem with this thing. Can you eat it? If you picked the number two, you try to eat it. You're standing out super late at night. You're outside of a barn. You see the sheep. The sheep are all running. They're hiding. You see the Skelly Jamarzalia show up. And you have a knife and a fork and a gun. You're lucky. You're lucky because you know what its weakness is. <laughs> Not a gun. <laughs> Not a gun. Everything's weakness is a gun. No human weapon can pierce it. But if you have a gun that's loaded with silver buttons, I was going to say silver bullets. You had all the silver bullets prepared. No, you need silver buttons. You need something called gray willow catkins, which apparently is like some sort of flower, or lamb poop. If you turn lamb poop into a bullet, and shoot it at this creature. Oh, he dies. And as he's dying, you run up and you take a big bite. You love it fresh. You need that fresh skelly jamarjalia meat. 
You take a big bite out of it. If you picked number two, we're just standing around looking at all the number twos, (laughs) looking at all the number twos, holding our nose. If you picked number two, you found out very quickly that the Skeletomarslia's blood is extremely poisonous. Like I said, you like that meat rare. You like that meat bloody. The blood is boiling in your throat. Yeah, it's one of those episodes. The blood is boiling in your throat. Your eyes start to bleed. Your ears start to bleed. Your blood starts to bleed. This Skeletomarslia blood is so toxic, it'll kill you in agony on the spot. And... Let's say, let's go back in time a bit. I'll allow the number twos because you guys are the experimental number. We've rewound time. You don't take a bite out of it. You've just shot it with lamp poop and you walk up to it and you start just kicking its corpse. Well, if you even get near one of these things, as you're kicking its corpse, you're like, that's weird. I can't feel anything in my leg. Let me use the other, let me use the other leg. I should go to the hospital, but I'll start using the other leg to kick this thing. Congratulations. You have leprosy. If you pick number two, if you even go near these things and you engage them in any sort of physical fight, you will get leprosy. And you're like, ah, ah, my legs. And then as you're like trying to run away on your leprosy legs, blood (laughs) blood starts chasing you. You're running downhill and blood is leaking from the Skellige and it's going down a hill and you're like, no, no. And you like are still running, but now you fall because your legs are full of leprosy and you roll and you're laying on the ground. (laughs) You're laying on the ground and your mouth is open. Ah! And you watch the blood trickle down the hill. It's still like 30 feet up, but you're kind of tired now. You were running for so long, so you're just like, I'm just going to lay here. And the blood uh, goes in your mouth. Congratulations, you have leprosy and you are poisoned. If you pick number two, that was a bad number. <laughs> Bad number to pick. Crystal Bunny, take us to our next location. Number two's are like, don't leave us. Ah, we'll pick you up after the episode. You guys will be fine. Not really. You guys are poisoned and you have leprosy, but other than that, you'll be fine. Crystal, take us out to another part of Iceland. The Sea of Iceland. And we're hovering over the ocean. We all rappel down from the carpenter copter. And now we're wading in the water. We're like have little waders. With little little butlers on our arms. What are those things called? The things that wrap around your arms? You're like, Jason, those things that children use. The adults don't use those things. Those little floaty devices. Is that what you're talking about? I do, because I'm not a good swimmer. Anyway, so we're in the water, and then we see a splish splash. Splishity splash splash. Splish splash. And what we're looking at, this one really doesn't have that interesting of a description. It's basically a trout. It's basically a trout. But it's delicious. I love trout. I'm like, hold on. Don't eat it yet. Don't eat it yet. What we're looking at is the Ophaguggy. The Ophaguggy. Splishity splash splash. It's a trout. It's a brown trout. But you notice something. It's swimming backwards. Huh? And we see the little tail coming towards us. And then as it passes us, we see a little mouth going num, 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 num. Somehow it's able to swim backwards and its mouth is facing the other direction. So how does it eat? Well, it loves... To eat people. So it doesn't matter which direction it's going in. It basically eats the bodies of drowned sailors. So at that point, it's like it's not a predator. It's more of a scavenger. The Ophaguggy-Guggy, it's... I actually wrote in my notes. I wrote wrote it down wrong. I said it's so massive, it can swallow a man in one gulp. And then then it kept talking about how people accidentally eat these things. I'm like, how do you accidentally eat a fish bigger than a man? I was looking at the scale drawing 
wrong. So it can't do that. But the Ophaguggy-Guggy is just a normal-sized trout. So it can trick you. If you're fishing for trout and you see this thing swimming by, you're like, hey, it's one of those things that Jason can't pronounce, like everything else on the planet. Can I eat it? So if you picked number one, you go, yep, I can eat it. Now, what's interesting is the Ophaguggy-Guggy, as far as like a cryptid goes, it's just a fish that swims backwards. The first one that I don't remember how to pronounce because I don't have my notes in front of me. I've moved on from there. It, it was invulnerable to really all weapons unless you have the right ammo. And it could walk on land. It could smash stuff up. It was constantly just kind of jacking with dudes. It could give you leprosy. This was just a fish. So you go, sure, I can eat fish. So if you pick number one, you're going to take your Ophaguggy-Guggy. You take it home. You cook it up. You're not like that first weirdo who's trying to eat it raw. You cook it up, and you take a bite out of it. Mm. Oh, that was delicious. Hmm. I'll have another bite. I guess maybe I can eat this. Maybe number one was the right number. Um, wait a second. There probably is no right number. This is, this is a paranormal podcast. Ugh. Oh, my stomach. What? Oh. Uh. Maybe, maybe, another, <laughs> maybe another bite will cure what ails me. Um, nom, nom. Oh, you start feeling your stomach hurt a lot. You're like, oh my goodness. And then you see your stomach kind of move. And then it starts to throb. You start to inflate. Your stomach starts to expand. Crystal Bunny's like, damn it. Is this really the gross episode I'm on? Sorry, ma'am. Stomach's starting to bloat. Oh my goodness. Until finally it explodes. And when someone who's eaten an Ophaguggy-Guggy is found, the wound in their stomach is in the shape of a cross. So I don't know if this fish is a devout Christian. I don't know if this fish is born again. Or if it's the power of Christ that's actually destroying the fish inside of you. Your body is simply collateral damage. Or if it's just a design, it's the most... Economical way, is that a word? In this context, it's the it's the easy, it's the path of less resistance is the cross bursting out of your stomach. There's actually a famous legend in Iceland of a family all eating an Ophaguggy-Guggy for dinner. And there was a young girl there who was like, no, father, no, mother, I am not hungry. I'm not hungry. I've been listening to Dead Rabbit Radio. And he's telling these disgusting stories about explosions. And so the rest of the family eats the Ofa Guggy Guggy, and then they're sitting around the dinner table. Oh, my stomach. Oh, oh, oh. And I imagine the young girl sitting in the middle of them. She's like, I, I'm not hungry, but I will sit in the middle of all of you while you're eating. I will sit on the table. She's covered in guts. So if you picked number one, I hope you have an inflation fetish because that's what just happened to you. Your stomach got bigger and bigger and bigger until it exploded leaving a cross-shaped wound where an Ophaguggy-Guggy used to be digesting. So, Crystal Bunny, let's leave behind this dinner table. There's a girl. She's all catatonic. She's covered in blood. We're like, bye. We'll see you later. She's like, no, save me. Officer Jones is breaking into the house right now, trying to recruit her into the running army. We still don't rescue her. Crystal Bunny, get us out of here. We are going to yet a third part of Iceland. We are headed to the deep seas surrounding Iceland. 
Now we see this boat in the water. Big boat. It's like a galleon, except those are from Spain. So it's the Icelandic version of that. A big Viking boat. Oi, mateys. And the, the boat's like going. The Viking captain has one patch and a peg leg. He's a Viking pirate. And in the water, there's just a whale laying there with its tummy exposed. And the Viking ship sees it, and they're like, you know what? A whale's a whale, right? We're going to eat it. We're going to take it home. We're going to turn its blubber into oil for lanterns and sell the whale eyes to witches and all the stuff you do with whales. So they go to harpoon it. And all of a sudden, as the harpoon is headed out this thing, it spins around. Ah! This wasn't any whale. It was the Rod Kemberger or the Red Crest. Starts splashing. This is a creature that's so huge. Vikings should have known better than to mess with this. Way bigger than a whale. It's called the Red Crest, and this thing loves to kill. It will lay in the water on its belly for weeks at a time, just trying to be the perfect target. So a whaling vessel comes by and goes, ah, you know, there's no sport. There's no sport in killing whales anyways. So let's just kill this dead whale and we'll sell the meat half off. And then it flips over and it actually destroys boats by, it's so huge, it'll jump out of the water and land on the ship, completely demolishing it. Now, the Rad Kambinger has a crew of backup whales. This dude rolls deep. This dude rolls with a posse. Wherever he goes, there's a bunch of narwhals and beluga whales who are hanging out with him. They all have leather jackets on. They all have sealskin jackets on. They're smoking underwater cigarettes. When he, sm- he just loves to kill things. So he smashes the boat and then the other whales show up to eat the people. He'll eat the occasional person. He's not above eating humans. But he just loves to destroy stuff. The other dudes are getting his leftovers, basically. His sloppy seconds. Here's the thing, though. He loves to kill so much. The way that you kill him is by denying him the right to kill you. I've never heard of this before in cryptid. That is very, very interesting. In cryptid lore, I've never heard of anything like this. His main goal is to end humanity. So if he kills you, he's totally happy. But if you get away, if you're on a boat and this creature tries to smash you and the boat is able to get away, he'll chase you and chase you and chase you. And if you get away, he has until the end of the day to take a human life. If he does not, he dies from frustration. He dies because he's so disappointed in himself. This is one that there's a species of them. So this entire species is built around the idea they love to kill. And there are stories of them like chasing boats all the way from the deep sea into rivers and then not being able to go into the river and just being like, I'm just going to sit here and die. There is a story of one of these creatures. It destroyed 18 boats in one day. The 19th boat, (laughs) why were boats still even in this area? The 19th boat got away. And the reason why it got away is they saw all this, all of this debris. It looked like Wolf 359. That's a deep cut for you guys. And for the two of you who are total Trekkies who listen to this podcast, the 19th ship sees the Remcom Dinger coming after it. It takes a piece of wood and dresses it up in clothes and throws it overboard. And the Red Crest, I'm going to not try to use that other name again. The Red Crest sees this person and tries to drown it. But scientific fact, you can't drown wood. And the boat takes off, and the creature's trying to drown the person, and eventually it looks up, the boat's gone, it realizes the person doesn't exist, it just rolled over and died. It had destroyed 18 fully manned vessels that day. But the fact that one got away, that was enough 
Its weakness is not letting it kill you. But can you eat it? That's really the question here. It's can you eat this thing? Well, if you pick number three, get ready, guys. Get ready. You are able to find a dead red Kadamidinger, and it's actually dead this time. It died of disappointment. It died because it didn't get to eat you, and it just went, ugh. So then you circle back around and you have a fork and a knife and you're like chopping stuff off. You're, you've learned from the first two stories. You're not going to eat. I don't know why you brought the fork. You're not going to eat it raw. So you cut up a bunch of meat. You take it back home and you have like gloves on and you throw it in the pot and you're trying to think. You're like, should I feed it to someone else first? <laughs> should I feed it to someone I don't like? You're looking around the room for people you don't like. You're like, I never really did like my nephew. And then you realize that's basically murder. So then you're like, hmm, do I love that parakeet or do I just tolerate him? You're looking to see if your pet cricket is still around. Is there anything you can feed this to? Because if you pick number three, this is serious business. This is the most ruthless of all the creatures. But it's time. Ding! Your oven makes a noise. You get up, you make the solemn march, you side-eye your nephew, you're like, hey, are you hungry? <laughs> are you hungry, dude? And nephew's like, no, he's playing Switch. No, I'm good. And you're like, damn it. And you walk, and you open up the oven, and inside there is a pot. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to cook. You don't put pots in ovens, right? You go to your, <laughs> you close the oven. You don't know why you heated the oven up. You go to the pot in your stove, you have a fork. And you're just ready to just scoop out whatever is in that pot right into your mouth. It'll be boiling hot, but you just can't take the tension anymore. You take that fork, you dig it into the pot. Huh? There's nothing in the pot. That's it. That's it. If you pick number three, you go back, you sit in your chair, your nephew's still playing Switch. You're like, hey, uh, nephew, you should count your blessings. I almost fed you poison today. He has his headphones on. He can't hear you. This creature, the Rodkumdinger, if you cook... No one knows if it's poisonous because you can't cook the meat. If you take the meat and cook it, it just disappears. Nobody knows if it's poisonous or not. So if you pick number three, you dodge the bullet. You're laughing at all the number ones and twos. They're like, oh, my stomach. Oh, my leprosy. And you just didn't get anything to eat. And then you just go to Taco Bell and you're totally fine. Well, you went to Taco Bell, so you might have some stomach problems later. But right now, you're doing just fine. So there you go. Poisonous creatures of Iceland that probably don't exist, but it's still a fun journey to take. If you ever do find yourself in Iceland, you should walk. Don't. Do not call someone. If you do walk up. I don't know why you would do this. But if you do walk around Iceland, don't ever call anyone an Ofaguggy-Guggy. Because that's actually a, a really bad slur over there. But normally, when you go to countries, you don't walk up to people in America and be like, What's up, Bigfoot? Like, normally we don't call people cryptid names, but on the off chance that you really love this story and you have a shirt that says Ofaguggy-Guggy and you go to, it's spelled correctly and pronounced correctly, and you go to Iceland, you are not going to have a good time. It's a slur over there because they actually hate this fish. It's been reported to blow people up for centuries. So, but if you do decide to go to Iceland and don't use that as a slur or have that written anywhere on your body, I think you'll be fine. But just be careful what you're eating. Just be careful what you're putting in your body. You may see a delicious, tasty fish treat on the market, but be careful. You should ask someone, hey, where'd you get that from? And if the shop vendor turns around and he's covered in leprosy, he's covered in leprosy, you may want to shop somewhere else. That's probably good advice for anywhere. That's probably good advice whether or not you're in Iceland. You may want to shop somewhere else, though, because that man may be trying to sell you meat. 
that was scoured from the body of a cryptid. I want to end the episode off like this as well. I think we had a really good time this episode. But it's time to say goodbye to Crystal Bath, a.k.a. Crystal Bunny, a.k.a. Bunny. Beatrice Leva's best friend, she has actually passed away. She actually passed away a couple weeks ago. So we wanted to honor Crystal Bath with her own ride in the Carpenter Copter. And guys, the reason why, that might sound kind of like a downer for the episode, but use this weekend to reach out to people. Reach out to people. Think about the people in your life that you'd miss. And let them know you would miss them. Not in like, not in a weird way. Don't send them a text going, I'm gonna miss you. Or something like that, right? But, you know, we take life for granted. It's so short. And uh, we wanted to honor Crystal Bath's memory. And we wanted to honor Beatrice Leva as well. Long time, like I said, long time supporter of the show. But she passed away recently. And let's just take her memory. And she was a 911 operator. She dedicated her lives to saving lives, to helping other people at their darkest moment. So that's the type of people that we lose on a daily basis, these heroes. So I want you to just kind of honor her. And going forward, you know, uh, just think about the people, just reach out to people and say, hey, man, I love you, because you don't know what they're going through. That person on the street that you want to yell at, that you want to honk your car at or whatever, that person you want to say mean comments online, you don't know what they're going through. And they may be having a perfect life, but this might be their last day on Earth. Do you really want to be a negative memory of someone's last day? You're yelling someone at, you're yelling something at someone as they're driving home, and they're like, they really ruined their day, and then later that night, they have a heart attack or something like that. So let's put positivity out into the universe. I know I'm not always, I know that I do, I put out negativity as well. I'm not above that. I yell at people as well, but I, I always try to, I always try to learn from my mistakes. I don't always do it, but let's try to just grow as a people, as a community, and let's honor crystal baths memory by being everyday heroes like she was an everyday hero deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio twitter is at deadrabbitradio deadrabbitradio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day but i'm glad you listened to it today next week is the last week of season 13 have a great weekend guys i love you and i will see you soon